Welcome to Word at Nine, a podcast dedicated to lifting up the voices of student preachers at Yale Divinity School. I'm your host, Christy Stang. Today, we welcome Katie Kirk as our preacher. She preached on season two and is back for another episode. Katie is a Midler student and chapel minister at Berkeley Divinity School at Yale, a postulant for holy orders from the Diocese of Alabama, and the seminarian at St. Paul's on the Green in Norwalk, Connecticut. Before we hear from Katie, let's hear what Psalm 27 and Luke chapter 13 have to say to us today. Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom then shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom then shall I be afraid? When evildoers came upon me to eat up my flesh, it was they, my foes and my adversaries, who stumbled and fell. Though an army should encamp against me, Yet my heart shall not be afraid. And though war should rise up against me, yet will I put my trust in him. One thing have I asked of the Lord, one thing I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the fair beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble he shall keep me safe in his shelter. He shall hide me in the secrecy of his dwelling and set me high upon a rock. Even now he lifts up my head, above my enemies round about me. Therefore I will offer in his dwelling an oblation with sounds of great gladness. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hearken to my voice, O Lord, when I call. Have mercy on me and answer me. You speak in my heart and say, Seek my face. Your face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not your face from me, nor turn away your servant in displeasure. You have been my helper. Cast me not away. Do not forsake me, O God of my salvation. Though my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will sustain me. Show me your way, O Lord. Lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Deliver me not into the hand of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen up against me, and also those who speak malice. What if I had not believed that I should see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living? O tarry and await the Lord's pleasure. Be strong, and he shall comfort your heart. Wait patiently for the Lord. reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. 
He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together, as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see me, until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Here ends the reading. Chicken Hermeneutics started the week sitting on the library floor reading the Hermeneia for two hours and it did not help. I started wondering if I was terrible at Greek. I did not understand this week's gospel passage. Foxes? Chickens? This is a solemn part of Luke. Why are there so many farm animals? So, in desperation, I texted my friend Ed. Ed? is a chicken farmer. This was necessary because all I know about chickens is that a man at my home church in rural Alabama got attacked by his own attack rooster and ended up on the prayer list for three months many years ago. Ed knows better. He works on a family farm in Vinegar Bend, where he grew up and has spent most of his life other than the years we were in college together. I go to lectionary page, and I screenshot the gospel reading, and I say, What do mama hens act like? What's up with foxes? What do you think Jesus is saying? Yo, Ed says unto me, Mama hens are intensely protective. They will fight anything that comes near which they perceive as a threat. Though an army should encamp against me, yet my heart shall not be afraid. And though war should rise up against me, yet I will put my trust in him. They also shelter their chicks from the elements and keep them warm at night under their belly feathers. For in the day of trouble he shall keep me safe in his shelter. He shall hide me in the secrecy of his dwelling and set me high upon a rock. A mother hen can tell whether a chick is from her own brood, the eggs she sat on, or other hens. If a chick accidentally wanders to the wrong mother, it will not be taken in. It'll get pecked if it comes near. Then it runs away to find its own mother. There are exceptions. And, Ed says... Dad has a knack for getting hens to adopt stray chicks by sneaking them in underneath her at night. Generally, two mother hens keep their distance from one another, and they will fight briefly if they're competing for food. On rare occasions, he said, I've seen mother hens co-parent if they hatch chicks very close together at the same time. 
Though my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord will sustain me. Ed found it interesting how Jesus calls Herod a fox. Without the mother, every chick would definitely be eaten for dinner. Mother hens are also vulnerable to being killed by foxes, but they will fight to the death to protect their brood. If Jesus is calling himself a hen, he wishes to protect the people of God, even though it might cost his life. And Jesus says that the people have refused to be gathered under his wings. People of God do not act like a close chicken family and have allied themselves with the fox. Though Jesus is on the ancient FBI most wanted list and humankind refuses to be gathered into safety, Jesus is still willing to run into danger to protect those he loves. Though we have not all been mothered so well by the parents in our own lives, Jesus would have known the fiercely protective and sacrificial mothering he alludes to in calling himself a mother hen, pitted against a fox in a fight that cost everything. Another time, another Herod, a few decades prior, Herod was trying to find and kill the baby Jesus to protect his own power. And to protect the baby Jesus, Jesus' mother Mary left everything she knew and took him far away to Egypt as a refugee. Can you imagine how fiercely devoted he is to protecting the people of God as his own mother protected him? Can you imagine all the neighborhood kids Jesus never grew up with because they died in Herod's genocide? Can you imagine the generational trauma and survivor's guilt Christ carries in his body? Can you imagine how devoted Jesus would be to protecting the people of God from harm, mothering them to safety, having seen his own mother give up all she knew, becoming a displaced person and an enemy of the state for love's sake, never playing into the hands of the fox, but rather hiding Jesus, gathering him under the wings of her protection. And so, too, it's Jesus, the hen that hides us under the shadow of her wings, is the same mother, Christ, ready to fight for her vulnerable baby chicks, even unto death, even to death on a cross. I wonder what it would mean to trust that we do not have to ally ourselves with the fox to be safe, held, Feathers enclosing us. Amen. This has been Word at Nine, a podcast dedicated to lifting up the voices of student preachers at Yale Divinity School. Thank you for listening.